0: In Bitchmedia.org, Sarah Sentry says, The most annoying character on The Walking Dead isn't a zombie. It's Rick Grimes. The man at the center of the hit show and best-selling comic book series is constantly underwhelming the woman around him. I'm Nicole Patton. I'm Sam Lucas. And welcome to Woman on Woman, where today we will be talking about the woman of The Walking Dead. Yes! So, before we begin, um, welcome to our new little series we have going on this this podcast, the Female Cinematic Universe. Yeah. Sam, would you like to explain what the Female Cinematic Universe series is? Yeah,
1: so basically, me and Nicole wanted to create a sub-series in this podcast where we mostly talk about women and women in media, and we decided to take certain parts of media mostly tv and movies where the women in the series are usually portrayed either really well or really badly and there's certain rules and limits that each character or each female character usually follows within the series and that's pretty much what we wanted to do with it yeah so we're starting with um the walking dead For reasons I don't know, I've never seen this show, Um, but I know Nicole has a lot of thoughts about the women in it in specific.
0: Yeah, so The Walking Dead was one of the shows that I binged over quarantine. I quickly became obsessed with it, and much as I enjoyed watching it, I had a lot of problems with it. Especially on how they wrote the women and children in that show But today, we are going to be talking about the woman in that case. And just to let you know, this will have spoilers of The Walking Dead. I've only seen up until season 9, because that is all they have on Netflix, but... So I haven't seen the recent seasons, but there will be spoilers up until season 9. And I know a lot of Walking Dead fans are nitpicky about certain facts, I just want to say that I binge-watched this over quarantine. I am sorry if I get little details mixed up. I tried my best. I tried making sure that everything that I remember correctly actually happened in the show. I'm just sorry if I'm, like, off by a season or two. I don't want to get Walking Dead hate because I know the fans can be brutal. (laughs) So just a little brief... Um, History of the Walking Dead, if you don't know what it is, basically it is this hit American TV show where it's basically the zombie apocalypse. Um, We focus on our main group of the Walking Dead, a group of survivors of the apocalypse, or they're fighting to continue to survive in the apocalypse with the zombies, and the leader of them is Rick Grimes. Now, Rick is a very interesting character. I have many strong feelings on Rick Grimes. First of all, he was introduced to the apocalypse several months after the apocalypse happened because he was in a coma in the hospital. Of course he was. Yes. And as soon as he wakes up, he is set on a mission to find his wife, Lori, and his child, Carl obviously this sounds impossible if you're in an apocalypse because there's no way of communication and how on earth are you gonna get so lucky to find your wife and child but guess what he does and he does so in the first episode
1: in the first episode in the first episode what
0: that could have been like such a good
1: yes never mind I I guess like that makes no sense I feel like there's a lot you could do with that
0: there is a lot you can do,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and that is one of the main problems with the show. I'm assuming. That is
0: one of the main problems. That they
1: decided to do other shit instead. Okay. Yeah,
0: and so you know, Rick, he finds um he finds Lori and he finds Carl. Well, it was just so on a coincidence because he happened to find. A member of Lori's group, Lori and Carl's group. Glenn, played by the amazing Stephen, who I'm forgetting. Stephen Yen. Stephen Yen. I love him. I love him too. He returns to the campsite with Glenn and a few other campers, and he's reunited with his wife and child. And as he is reunited, he also quickly becomes the leader of this group, even though no one really knows him, except for Lori and Carl. But whatever, right? Because I guess no one else in their group could lead for themselves. Anyways, enough about Rick and the brief introduction to The Walking Dead. Let's dive into the woman of The Walking Dead. So in this episode, I'm going to be focusing on Lori Angela, Carol and Michonne. First, let's start with Lori. From the very first time that you see her, or at least in my opinion, she is the clear leader of the group, or supposed to be the leader. She acts like a leader, she talks like one, she dresses like one. She has all complete characteristics of being an amazing leader, but she isn't one. (laughs)
1: I'm going to look up a picture of her right now so that I can get a clear image of what this woman looks like. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Oh, she's a leader. (laughs) She's a
0: leader. And, but, do you know who she is? She is the wife of the one and only Rick Grimes. Oh, no. And mother to Carl Grimes. I like to say she's a feisty, she's feisty, but a waste of space. Lots of fans don't like Lori. And... The show pretty much makes her out to be a character that people hate, but they hate her for being either anti feminist or sucking up to the men. Or she gets in the way of the men. Is she a pick me? I wouldn't say she's a pick me. I think she kind of does what she thinks is right, but blindly follows her husband. Mm. And when she does what she thinks is right, she gets lots of criticism by the men of The Walking Dead. (laughs) And when she blinds her husband and shames the other woman for not, like, doing what her husband says, kind of portrays this anti-feminist kind of way, but it just, her character doesn't make sense. She clearly has all the character. like I said, she clearly... It just doesn't make sense for her character's characteristics for how she treats like the men or how she treats the women on the show. And at one point in the season they make her out to be this person who wants to be the perfect wife or, and perfect mom. And I understand mom because obviously you want to protect your child during this, but wife? They're in an apocalypse. She and has. has she has better things
1: to do. <laughs> she
0: has better things to do than worrying about her husband's feelings. Like she could be fighting for the life of herself and others. And sometimes Rick is a little too quick with his feelings and acts on them a little too quickly. This guy sounds like he sucks. He does kind of suck. <laughs> and then later on, Lori's just kind of always there. She is always there to take Rick's sides. Rick's side, even though. That may not be what she wants or what may may best be for the group, but she's just always there to take her spot. Later on in the season, Lori gets pregnant. She doesn't tell anybody about her pregnancy, but she tries to get an abortion. She goes over to Glenn, one of the campsite members in their groups, and asks, because Glenn is one of the people who goes to the stores to get... Food and supplies, and show she asked Glenn to get abortion pills. And this is a very reasonable statement because number one, they're in an apocalypse, and number two, being pregnant in this kind of apocalypse is like a death sentence.
1: Yeah, and also being a baby in an, an apocalypse. apocalypse is kind of a death it sentence. It is a death
0: sentence. They're gonna have to
1: <laughs> say that word again.
0: It is a death sentence. <laughs> Like, first of all, the birth would be extremely dangerous because, number one, they don't have any modern medicine to assist with the birth. It could be deadly to give birth. It could also be deadly because zombies could hear you or you may not be in a safe place. And you're screaming and crying and birth. It just gives me quiet place vibes. Like, it's the same exact WTF moment of why they would want to have a baby in the quiet place. <laughs> but this is exactly why she wants to get an abortion. But Rick finds out that she got these abortion pills from Glenn. Rick begins fuming that she wants to get an abortion. Because how dare she abort his child, even though they're in an apocalypse and they may not live the next day, let alone nine months. Also, like... Oh my god.
1: Wait, so I'm assuming she doesn't get the abortion? She does not get the abortion because Because
0: of fucking Rick. He throws a little pity fit. He starts crying. How could you do this to me? I mean, how does he think he's able to raise a baby in the state they're in at this point in the season? He's not going to be raising
1: the baby. No, it would be Lori. Because Lori has nothing else to fucking do. Is that what she does the rest of the show? I've never seen this.
0: Well, she also has an 11-year-old son that they're raising through the apocalypse. That's going to be hard enough, bringing your 11-year-old child through the apocalypse, trying to fight for his safety. And how does Rick think that he's able to raise a baby in their state they're in? During this time in the season, they didn't have one set location as like where they lived. They were constantly changing locations. And when they would constantly change locations, they had to kill all the zombies around those locations. And sometimes that would go badly and people would lose their lives. Also in some situations, they had to be incredibly quiet because zombies, the zombies are brutal man also like the
1: realities of you being pregnant meanwhile you can't get like any uh, medical support you can't fight for yourself because you're fucking pregnant you can't move a whole lot you're not able to perform like strenuous activity why would this be a good idea she can't fight for herself the most she can do is like sit back sometimes maybe sometimes she can you know kick ass as a pregnant woman but you, you just kind of have to like sit back while everyone else kind of has to fend for themselves and for you exactly. now more people have to fend for you because you're pregnant exactly it's just no and it's not even like a baby would just fuck her over it's gonna fuck everyone else over And, like, I I get it, if she really wanted to have a baby and showed no doubts about it, then maybe I would be like, you know what? Good for her. If she wants a baby, have the baby. We'll see how that goes. But if she doesn't want it for completely reasonable (laughs) reasons, like, why should she have it? Why would that be a good plot
0: point? Exactly. But Rick just didn't let Lori control her own body. And go back to the little baby situation she lets a lot of men in the series especially rick walk all over her it's weird it doesn't work or fit and it's obvious even with her attitude because she's portraying her character in one way with all these characteristics but how she's acting in these situations it's like the completely opposite of how someone with those characteristics would act It's just weird, and it's super obvious that it's weird, and the viewers know that it's not right, because it's so off. And now, um, what happens to Lori? Well, surprise, surprise, she keeps the baby, and she does make it to the birth stage, and as she is giving birth...
1: Does she die? She dies. Jesus fucking Christ. So it's not even like from a zombie or anything or no. she's not even protecting her family.
0: They no. couldn't
1: think of any other way to kill her. So and now Rick has
0: to raise it. Rick has to raise Fucking Rick. And what how Lori died is a little bit it's a little bit interesting. You see at this point in the series, the whole camp, their whole group is camping now in this prison. And their goal is to live in this prison for the rest of their life because they've Sweat so away the zombies, and it'd be a safe place for the children to be raised and everything. And it's a safe place that they know of. But just so happened that even though they went all this time without an incident happening, just so happened, right oh. as she was about to give birth, a zombie attack happened. Even though they have a doctor. Does the doctor get eaten by zombies? The do- doctor doesn't get eaten by zombies. It's just. Preoccupied because he's in a situation where Uh, he could get eaten by zombies, I believe. And who is there to help assist Lori during her birth? Her 11-year-old son, Carl. Is Carl
1: it? Carl's the only one who's helping... I mean, Carl's probably going to be the one raising that fucking baby, that so true. it makes sense, I guess. But Carl's a little prick, too,
0: sometimes. Yeah, I've <laughs> heard
1: bad stuff about Carl. That's, like, the one thing that I've gotten from hearing this show, is that I know that Stephen Yen dies at some point. Yes, and I know in- that Carl's a little bitch. <laughs> he is a little bitch sometimes.
0: It was just the biggest waste of a character I've seen. She dies after giving birth and they're in this like little hallway because there's zombies on both sides of them and then Carl has to shoot his mom in the head so she doesn't become a zombie after she died. It was just the biggest waste of a character I've ever seen. Her only purpose was to produce a child, a baby for the show. To add that become another plot point for the show to be driven on. It was just so stupid. It's, I think she died in, like, season four. But it was so incredibly stupid. So now they have five seasons with a
1: baby? <laughs> How long does the baby last?
0: Um. Well, I'm only up until season nine and the baby's still alive. So what, he's, like, a toddler a- now? Yeah, she's, she's a, a toddler. To- no, because they jumped, they jumped ahead... A certain amount of years. so oh, like Jane the Virgin? Yeah, I think she's like seven or eight.
1: Because
0: mm. she's like walking around and talking. Like, she's like a little... She's got a lot of stuff to say. Good for her. Yeah. She's gonna die real soon. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then we have... So that's all I have to say for Lori. That's all I have to discuss for Laurie.
1: Not much to say. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, the next character that I want to talk about... ...is Carol. So, Carol is another woman that we have from the very first day. We meet her from the first episode. Um, and our first introduction to Carol is that we learn that she is a victim of domestic abuse. And her husband, who is the perpetrator of these events, is still... Her husband's name is Ed. And he is still with them oh. at the camp... And he is not hiding it. And during this era, of this plot point, we never know how Carol feels about her domestic abuse. Obviously, we know it's bad. We just never know how Carol feels about this whole situation. We never see her side, her dealing with this, this incredible pain. Does she ever talk about it with anyone? She, we never see it. Her talk about how it has affected her in later seasons, I mean like so many seasons after this is a past, we see her mention it briefly to people. Like when she sees other people struggling, she's just like, you know, I've been there too. And she gives like, it's very brief. And she doesn't, she talks about it more in later seasons, but that's still incredibly rare. Uh, we never see how she feels about it, but we do know how Rick and his BFF Shane feel about it.
1: How do they feel?
0: They are very, very angry about it. Well, that's, it's good that that's they're fair. angry. It's good that they're angry. Do they do anything about it? Well, that's the thing. Everyone kind of just sits back and doesn't really put a stop to it. They may be like, hey, you shouldn't do that, Ed. Or like, hey, Ed, cut it out. And sometimes they get into these yelling fights, but they don't do anything to teach him why he cannot do- be doing this. Or to, this like,
1: help her get out. Or
0: help her get out. It's, yeah. they
1: don't e- Do they, like, ever offer help? They're like, hey, if you need a friend...
0: They don't ever for someone to talk to. It's just a very, very bad situation. And it ends. And when Shane and Rick do see these occurrences appearing, they sometimes get very, very violent about it, completely ignoring Carol and her safety during that. I just think it's interesting how we know exactly how they feel about it, but we don't see. The woman who's actually going it. through of it.
1: Do they ever, like, make an attempt to leave?
0: What What's Ed's story? When does he So, leave? Ed eventually dies by, um... Uh, he gets eaten by some zombies. And no one's really mad about it. They're all like... Why didn't Why they just, like, leave him <laughs> then? I know. Why wouldn't I they, know. like, help her leave him? And then the other thing is... One time, at the very, very first episode... Um, one of the group members, who is... Incredibly racist. Um, He gets stuck on a roof. And do you know what they do? The group just decides to leave him on the roof. But they won't leave Ed, who is abusing Carol. So... I mean, rightfully so. Leave the racist on the roof. Leave the
1: racist behind. I totally support. Was the racist directly harming anyone in their group? He
0: was... So here's the thing, they didn't leave him behind because he was a racist. They left him behind because he got his arm stuck in a handcuff and they couldn't find the key. But he also was a horrible character who yeah, yet again like, appears later on in the series. But, yeah. like, he deserves it. I believe this was so. Carol has a child named Sophia. She is the same age as Carl. But yeah, we know more about Carl's story than Sophia's story. And then season two, in the midst of like a zombie battle, Sophia goes missing. Aww. I know. And do you know what we see? Nothing. We see nothing about it. They searched for her for a couple days and then they're like, yeah, we got to get on. And then Carol's like, I don't want to leave Sophia out here. And then they're like, Carol, we got to keep moving. She's probably dead. This poor
1: fucking woman, I would not, even if these, like, people are my last means of survival, I wouldn't put up with that bullshit.
0: I know, and even though she, like, obviously shows some remorse, they never show it on the screen. They show it, like, her in the background, or they talk about it, like, oh, Carol's sad. Oh, Carol doesn't want to leave because she still wants to find Sophia. Oh, because
1: her kid's, like, gone or something. Yeah, they never
0: show her, like, dealing with the stress and trauma of her child being missing. And if this was Rick and Carl, if Carl was missing, this would be a whole different scenario. They would be staying there until they find Carl. But later on, a few episodes later... We learn that Sophia has unfortunately died. Shocker. Yeah. And once again, nothing. We see nothing. No one's, they're all like, oh yeah, this is sad for a couple seconds. But then they just gloss over it and move on to the next big event. Like Carol struggling with the death of her daughter could be a whole plot point because obviously she would be doing this but we don't see any of that. She's just kind of like a little blob in the first few seasons. And later on, we do see her kind of independence grow. She's starting to portray it in the more Carol Strong way that she is. We see her adapt to the environment, but she grows haters, especially a big hater from the one and only Rick Grime. Nice. Rick. <laughs> After all this damn woman's been through. So, first of all, um, the prison that they live in has now opened up into this big sanctuary for anyone to come and join and be safe from these zombies. Oh, so does that mean that she has plenty of people that
1: she could rather like have an alliance with yes. and could leave? Yes. If she could, if she had free will in the series, which it sounds like she doesn't. Yes.
0: Exactly. And so Carol kind of becomes this like caretaker for the children. She takes care of the children while um, people are out getting food out in the garden that they're growing, making runs, blah, 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 blah. But while she's caring for the children... She teaches the children how to fight for themselves and how to defend themselves and how to fight against zombies because obviously those are common sense skills that you need in the apocalypse. Carol starts teaching these children how to use knives and all this stuff that you can use as weapons to fight against zombies. But it just so happens that Rick finds out that Carol's doing this. Mm-hmm. And you know Carol was doing this in kind of like a secretive way. But when Rick finds out he goes mad mad. He's mad. He's like really mad. Why Why on earth should these young little kids
1: know how to protect themselves? Yeah. In a zombie apocalypse? Yeah. Where they could die any moment? Yeah. I think he's right. <laughs> yeah I think he should When does this motherfucker die? Does he never fucking die? He
0: hasn't died. Well, actually... I would of That's kind of up for interpretation on how he dies, so I think it's the end of season eight. Um, This bridge explosion happens when he's on the bridge, and he explodes it to save his family, and everyone just kind of assumes that Rick's dead after that, because... Obviously, it's this huge explosion. Yeah. And, but they never find a body. They never, and they looked for a body, but they never found a body. And the very. But wouldn't
1: it have been exploded?
0: That's very true. But at the very end of that episode, we see a clip of Rick laying down on oh, a rock. Oh, Jesus fucking
1: Christ. Near the river.
0: And, um,. A character that they knew that they have, I'm forgetting the character's name, but she was a leader of another kind of um, group that they met and they lived, this leader, they lived in the dumpsters. She was the leader of them. She finds Rick. She's very familiar with who this person is and she picks him up and takes him with her. And then that's at the very end of season eight and season nine is like this time jump and everyone that we're familiar with just kind of assumes that Rick is dead. And even all of season nine, we don't see Rick. So it's kind of been on a cliffhanger. Oh, good. Okay. So I don't really know what else to Are they doing better there. without him? Uh, they seem to be. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But Rick is very mad that these children, he believes that the children shouldn't need to learn how to fight for themselves because they're living in this safe prison and the adults can fight for them if you never teach these kids how to fight what happens if and if the prison is able to stay that long what happens when all the adults are gone these children aren't gonna know what to do or what happens when a group of a herd of zombies comes over and attacks the prison which does happen occasionally what are these kids gonna do that's just my few little things I have to say about Carol for now she's still living and thriving She's had a rough journey, especially a rough one by Rick. That's all I really have to say for right now. She does some other things that weren't taken in the best way by the members of the group, especially the men, but these were a few of the main ones. And now I'm going to move on to Angela. Nice. Angela, she is a character that we see from the very beginning, another one from the beginning. She wants to be on the front lines. Nice. She wants to fight. Good. She wants to help protect everyone. Bad bitch. And she's even judged by some people for wanting to do this. Because the women of The Walking Dead are often appear as like... Housewives, yeah. they stay back and do the housework, even though they're not living in houses. They
1: take care of the kids and sometimes teach them to fight and then get scolded for it.
0: Yep, and they cook or clean the clothes or do whatever while you know, men are out
1: fighting. Stuff that doesn't really matter. I know who's
0: doing that stuff in an
1: apocalypse. Lame people. But is there ever like sorry to take a fine. detour? Is there ever, like, men in this series who, like, stay back and care for the children?
0: You know... And cook for the group? The only one I can think of is the doctor, who I'm forgetting his... Herschel, Herschel. The only one I can think of is Herschel is because he's a very, very old man. But even then, he is also seen out there fighting on the front lines. And at one point, he is down a leg. He only has one leg and is on crutches.
1: And still fighting. And
0: is still fighting. He still gets to fight. Yeah. And they also kind of want to protect him a little bit because he is a doctor and he is very valuable in this situation. Mm -hmm. But in one point of the series, I believe it's the first season, Angela struggles with depression. I mean, rightfully so, her life has been drastically changed in such a short amount of time, and she makes an attempt on her life. After struggling with this, and after surviving, she decides that fighting and protecting everybody of these people that have helped protect her is what she has to live for in this new environment. Good for her. But nobody will let her what she is too delicate or too depressed or too unstable to be handed a gun according to the men, especially a old man named Dale of the series and they won't let her have a gun because she thinks she will hurt herself, which she has proven them to to them that this is what will help her out of this mental health crisis that she's in. They can't even like monitor her with a gun. No, they could easily have someone in a group because what they do is usually they fight in groups and so she wouldn't be alone out there. She'd be with other people. Is she given any other weapons? I think she... Honestly, yeah, because I think everyone has knives and stuff. Obviously, she hasn't hurting herself with a knife. What makes you think she's going to do it with a gun? And it's I mean, just... and I
1: understand, like, the concern. However, mm. it's just, like, if, if zombies are there, give the yeah. girl a
0: fucking gun. I know, and it's, like, sorry for being depressed when your world drastically just changed. And, like, sorry for wanting to do something to help your mental health. Yeah. It'll also, you, it's like, just, a like
1: a I don't know. It's so weird that they would just like ostracize her for being depressed and be like, oh, that's classic Angela, one in a gun.
0: I know, and then so she
1: can do God knows what. Like, yeah, dan- like your friend's doing really bad, and your way to like help them out with it or to like ease the situation is to not support her, ostracize her, make her feel bad for being depressed, and not letting her do what she wants. Am I, am I on? Yeah. Am I on point?
0: <laughs> exactly. Do I have it? You're hitting all the points. She is just treated, and honestly at this point I'm pretty sure Carl, the 11 year old child, has a gun. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> she's just treated like shit by everyone in the group when she's one of the toughest characters that we see from day on, day one. And eventually Angela is given the fighting privileges, the gun privileges. She's... No one's worried about her anymore, but she is eventually separated from the group. Um, And that's when she runs into Michonne, which is a character I'll talk about next.
1: Yes, I've heard
0: about Michonne. She's hot. She is hot. They form a little fighting pack. They're a little alliance, and they're besties. And eventually they find a town. Angela and Michonne, because they've been traveling together for so long. They go and visit this town, and despite many red flags, and even Michonne is like, Angela, we need to get out of here. This place is whack. Angela decides to stay back in the town when Michonne leaves, because Angela has fallen in love with the anger issue control freak leader of the town, who calls himself the governor. That's his name. That's what people call him. Respected. His name is the governor. Great. And Angela and Michonne have split up. Angela has chosen the governor in this town, despite the many, many red flags of how this town has continued to survive and this town's knowledge of the apocalypse because it isn't that great. They still believe people are coming to look for them. They still believe that they can find a cure eventually and all this stuff and they have people working on the cure but even their cure methods are sometimes inhumane as they are doing human trials on the members of the town. Another red flag. But despite all this, Angela stays, Michelle leads, Michonne eventually finds another group, the group that it is. Oh, it's our OGs, Rick. The uh, boys. The boys, boys, Rick, Carol, uh, our OGs, that whole group, Glenn. And Michonne kind of joins them. And that's when the other group learns about this town that's nearby. And the new town and our OG group, they kind of have some conflicts going around. Oh. The governor wants them to join. They want. They want the prison. They want the prison. They see the land as what they have is valuable, and they want it. And the group's like, "No, you got your place. We got ours. Deal with it." Yeah, and so because of love, when this these conflicts arrive, Angela argues for peace. I see. Psh, ignoring the red. Black's completely ignoring that her lover is incredibly violent, manipulating, gaslighting that herself and um, the Rick's group, they send batches of zombies to the prison to fight them and this what? causes a big deal. Big fuss. And I don't really want to get into it too much because a lot of stuff happens. But (laughs) it ends with both sides being severely hurt. And Angela, surprise, surprise, dying from the actions of the governor. What? And it makes me so mad because Angela, she was a fighter. She was a fighter from the very start. And she was never allowed to. Is her
1: name Angela? Is it Angela or Andrea? Because she has a sister named Andrea. Oh. Angela
0: walking dead.
1: Yeah, it's Angela. Oh, okay. I was just confused because I wasn't finding. Oh, no,
0: it's Andrea. It's Andrea. You've been saying Angela (laughs) Angela this this whole whole time. time. I'm so sorry, woman-on-woman woman viewers. I'm so sorry. For-
1: <laughs> so I'm- sorry, Walking so Dead fans. So, it must
0: be her you sister. You came here prepared
1: with a prompt saying that you would have this all figured out, and then you bring shame to our one girl. I know,
0: because she has a sister that dies in the very first episode, so my- maybe it's her sister that's named Angela.
1: Or maybe you just got it wrong.
0: Maybe I just... I'm so Sorry it's been a couple months since I've watched this show. Her sister's
1: name is Amy.
0: What? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. It's and not okay. to mention, Andrea was a lawyer before the apocalypse. She what? was a top lady. She's a tough lady. And it sounds like she goes through a lot of shit. Yeah, she goes through a lot of shit. And just the whole love story was completely artificial. It didn't make sense. Andrea would have seen these red flags. It's once again a complete waste of space. Like Lori, so much potential. And it's just completely unbelievable that her character would do what she does with this whole governor situation. Given from what we've seen from previous episodes but also I'm not going to put all this blame on her because I do believe she was manipulated and gaslit by this horrible governor creature but it's just why do this to Andrea you already have so few female characters that you're getting right yeah and surprise surprise this isn't the last time that we'll see this evil man governor even after we think he's gone from this battle now last but not least I want to talk about about Michonne. Michonne comes into the show I believe it's the third or fourth season. Mm -hmm. First appearance, She's the only one that the writers have gotten right. She's a fighter. She knows how to survive. She's a clear leader. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's been on her own for this long. She runs into Andrea. They form a bond. They're fighting together. She's been doing it on her own for so long and she's better at fighting zombies and kicking ass. She's better at it than Rick. I mean, that sounds like it's not
1: very hard to do.
0: Yeah, and she's incredibly smart. She doesn't make the stupid, ignorant mistakes like some characters, a.k.a. Rick, Shane, Dale, all the men (laughs) (laughs) that seem to run the show. So eventually, as we learned earlier, Michonne... meets up with Rick's group and she joins Rick's group. She's one of the fighters. She fights and this is where the series seriously starts looking better. Like they're gonna be portraying woman correctly. And they took took them them long enough. (laughs) It took them long enough. And for characters (laughs) like Michonne and for other characters, if you're a Walking Dead fan, for other characters like Maggie as well, it seems like they're starting to actually care about the woman. The and female starting characters. to learn from their mistakes. Yeah. And if we see... There's like this whole middle seasons where the woman, especially Michonne, they're just incredible. They're great. Like, it's amazing. It's like a redeeming point for the show of why someone would keep watching it because of the woman. Especially Michonne. Because she's incredibly badass. But... Um, Like I said, when she does join the Ricks group, there's a little point, there's a little, like, era where she just doesn't really talk. And it's kind of weird. Oh. And especially from what we've seen from her previously and afterwards, she's got some stuff to say sometimes. Towards the later seasons, we see a love story between... Michonne and Rick begin to unfold. First of all, it's incredibly weird because what the fuck, Rick? Like, <laughs> why would you? Why would you want that? <laughs> why would you want that? And she's such a badass character. She, if she wanted a man, she could have any man or woman in and the camp. Why not Andrea? Andrea's dead at this point. This is a bit after. Maybe Andrea's she dead. wouldn't be if they like <laughs> had a little <laughs> fling together. Maybe she I don't know. Should but as soon as this love story happens all of a sudden she's not this strong uh, she's not as strong as she used to be mm-hmm. and she's looking to re looking to Rick to lead and this is just a big sigh It's just history repeating itself with Lori. And she does become a mom to Carl and Judith. Rightfully so, because Rick is... I mean, he hugs Judith every once in a while, but he's not really taking care care of her. her. (laughs) Yeah. And we do learn that she... She was a mom before the apocalypse, but she unfortunately lost her child. And she Aww. is a mom, and she does care for children. Because she becomes a mom-like figure, her fight for these children does, wouldn't go away. Mm-hmm. Like, it would, if anything, it would make her a stronger leader, a stronger fighter. But because she's invested in Rick, he's the fighter of the relationship. I see. It's just, she fights less than she used to, and it's just really upsetting because... It was such a downfall of a character who was incredibly great, had amazing potential, and we saw some of that potential, and was like the first real woman that I saw from The Walking Dead. I haven't... I know she's still on the series, so maybe... I've only maybe seen up until season better. nine, so maybe it gets better, because I do love her. She's one of the best characters on The Walking Dead. But, yeah. Is that all? It? That's it. I think moral of the story is that... The ladies deserve better, and Rick can go second. Yeah. How do you think the, um, the Walking Dead could improve? That's a good question. First of all, I think it's incredibly strange that there's they run into so many different groups, and they immediately, like, go to war over the mm-hmm. groups. I just, like, hey, wouldn't you guys ever, like, mind your own business? Because the real, like, the real enemy are the zombies like you don't need to be taking lives at humans and I I guess they mainly go to war because they're afraid but I just think the portrayal of woman honestly I want some I want some ending times to these storylines because I know it's the last season either just aired or it's airing now or it's coming out recently I forget if it's season 10 that's the last one or season 11 but it's been going on for so long. I think redeeming self is just to maybe just kill off Rick. I mean, he might be dead. <laughs> I think that would improve the entire show. <laughs> he might be already dead, but there's, he was just not in season nine at all. But Which was a blessing.
1: It really was. But How was season nine without him?
0: Well, it was strange because season nine didn't have Rick or Carl. Because they are, well, Carl's dead. Good. Which is really sad. I'm actually kind of mad at them for killing off Carl. But he was a little bitch sometimes. (laughs) But um, I think Carl's death had an impact on especially Michelle in a weird way. Also, I haven't explained this at all. But Negan was this horrible, horrible man that they keep in the basement. Killed off many people. They decided they did not want to kill him. Even though he's a threat. Because Carl said he didn't want to see people die. And they're saving his life as Carl's dying wish. This is some Donner party shit. <laughs> but I'm just like, bro, this man needs to die. He's evil. I don't like him. I'm sick of him. Y'all are just keeping him in the bait. At least, like, leave him. Do they leave him? Well, he's just in the basement, which is like a makeshift prison cell. Anyways, I don't know. I don't know if The Walking Dead can improve at this point, but... (laughs) (laughs) We're too far in. I've enjoyed watching it, even though it makes me very, very mad sometimes, and that's about all I have to say. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to this episode to hear my many, many thoughts and opinions on The Walking Dead. Also, shout out to bitchmedia.org and Sarah Sentry for that awesome, awesome article you wrote. I especially love the first paragraph because Rick Grimes is the most annoying character on The Walking Dead. Shout out. Shout out. All right. Thank you all for listening. Thank you for listening to Woman and Woman. I hope you have a great day and tune in next time. We'll see you again. Bye-bye.